in mind. When we find ourselves arguing, stop and calm, go to the green zone and go to building rapport. This brings psychological safety. So it could just be something that says, okay, you know I really enjoy having you in my work environment and this isn't really um, something that I want to be taken personally that we're having this argument. Uh, I enjoy those times when we uh, experience this together and so and you're being sincere about it because people can tell when we're not sincere and so we we just need to take a step back that's all that is with conflict we're pointing out a situation could be better we all want and need improvement we not I make authentic communication a value of the team so how can we create that psychological safety? Uh, it starts with we're willing to be vulnerable and to say, okay, I have not been practicing this perfectly or consistently. I know I need to do better. Can we work better as a team on our communication skills and our listening? Uh, so role modeling the behavior of humility uh, and what that looks like. Okay, so frame the conversation, appreciative inquiry. Uh, that's a great way to frame it. It's from positive psychology. It's also, if you practice this with your team as an exercise for team building, it's gonna be preventative because it's gonna foster that team building and cohesion. Uh, so we're having an appreciative inquiry today uh, instead of conflict resolution because we're curious, we want to learn. Okay, and the steps of this is we're defining, this is what we're gonna talk about today. Uh, so what has caused the conflict? And we do, we respond really well to positive. Uh, our brain goes to positive and can process better. So can we bring in what is going well and some appreciation uh, and some positive strengths, um, you know, what's the core of what we do here and what are we doing well together? And what do we need it to look like? And how are we gonna design that together? Uh, and what, what's it gonna ultimately look like? And you can bring this into every uh, project and process uh, and it, even if you're doing a retrospective, you know, looking at what we could have done differently, well, what did go well? Are we talking about that even when it didn't go well? Because something went well. It wasn't all bad. Why did we keep going if it was all bad and uh, we didn't just stop that process and start something else? Uh, so this is a whole tool that can be used. And when there's conflict, think about what could be integrated creatively. The benefits, we feel heard, understood, validated, and again, that disarms people. Okay, so tools. How quickly can we destroy trust? It's like a piece of paper that we crumble. It will never look the same again. That's how quickly we can destroy it. Um, and what destroys trust? Ask your team. So when I do this in exercises, 
Uh, and, you know, I take notes what people say. It's very interesting. If we're sharing private things, not listening, interrupting, not respecting team decisions, that is what destroys trust. And, and it could be different answers. It's just whatever people on the team think, because that's what's going to cause conflict. That gave you your answer. I mean, we know from the project management guideline what causes conflict, and we do want to focus on those things rather than making it personal. We do not want to make things personal and go to personality characteristics and stay on the topic. Okay, it sounds like this is about our schedules. That's the root cause. How can we work this out if we're in different time zones? How can we compromise? Uh, so if you have a teammate uh, across the world and they're 12 hours difference, you know, have the meeting in the U.S. time zone this week and in their time zone next week and you're fostering equity right there. And so there won't be conflict over schedules. Okay, so this is a fantastic exercise. Practice telling people um, what's wrong and what's good with the ABC. So team member A, and this is fun to do. Um, they describe a recent project and what went well, okay, and badly. So they're doing all the talking and give them about 10 minutes. Team member B listens for what went well and they're taking notes. Team member C, listens for qualities, achievements, skills, and strengths. So they're identifying, oh, I see this in you, and I see that in you, and they're making a list. Okay, so then you're going to have the reflection time, 10 minutes again. Team members B and C give the reflections to team member A. Team member A is quiet and takes it in and says, thank you. Uh, why is that so hard for us to do? Now, you're fostering psychological safety and trust right here. Second exercise, team members B and C converse about team member A with team member A listening silently, and this time team member A is taking notes the whole time. Um, and so when do we give this kind of feedback to one another? You know, sometimes it's drop it in a box, uh, you know, uh, let's, let's do these emails to one another and call each other out in a good way. Uh, and this is in person is just always better. And when it's sincere like this and it's real stuff that's going on every day in the projects, it's just so effective. And we don't just want to say good job. That's what our culture does. We say good job. And no, you did a great job because you utilized these skills and strengths and you brought value to our team by doing this. If we communicated this way, people would have such trust, our conflict would just naturally reduce. And think about how to take this into those conflict conversations. Again, that appreciative inquiry will frame it and say, it's not just what went badly, it's also what went well and what went okay, and we want to highlight that. And, you know, even be curious. We were able to resolve this conflict a few months ago. What's different now? Well, it could be that uh, someone, you know, had a loss in their family. We're still in a pandemic. Uh, someone's spouse is unemployed and they're about to lose their house. We don't talk about that at work. We don't just come in and say, I'm about to lose my house. And it could be really stressing them. 
Um, and so that's what's different. That's why you've seen a decline in an increase in conflict and decline in my work performance. And then you're getting to the root cause of the conflict and not just the symptoms and the behaviors. So I want to be mindful of time. Um, and I also like to take every minute that I have. I think I have four minutes um, until 1225. Okay, so I came up with this presentation. And then last night, this pops up on Twitter. And it's Harvard Business Review cracking the code of sustained collaboration. Remember, that's our golden standard. How do you foster collaboration? Number one, teach people to listen, not talk. Ask expansive questions. Focus on the listener, not yourself. Engage in self-checks. Be comfortable with silence. Now I can tell you that's all from my mental health training. Um, train people to practice empathy. Therapists are trained with empathy. The rest of the population, we haven't been, so it's important. Expand others' thinking. Look for the unspoken. Make people more comfortable with feedback. So um, discuss the feedback aversion openly. Why are we so uncomfortable? We're uncomfortable communicating. And when we have conflict or when we have feedback, uh, and it can cause conflict when we give feedback. Uh, so, and we all need it. Make feedback about others' behavior direct, specific, and applicable. Give feedback on feedback. They're talking a lot about feedback. Add a plus to others' ideas. So someone shares something, I love what you just said, and, and you're adding to it and validating them. Teach people to lead and follow. So we're reframing what does leadership mean? Everyone's a leader. Everyone's part of that team. Because if you say we're collaboratively working on this project together and you foster that kind of culture, then everyone feels responsible. And there's value in that. There's, oh, I'm responsible equally with even the, the project manager. Um, increase self-awareness, learn to delegate. Speak with clarity and avoid abstractions. Uh, so this was Cracking the Code of Sustained Collaboration, Harvard Business Review. Um, you can contact me. This is my email, alexia at theresilientpathway.com. I love having coffee chats with people. I have members of Gen Z contact me, and I have click here to schedule a coffee chat on my website. You can also email me if you'd like a complimentary consultation. Um, and I have a newsletter. It has podcasts, videos, and articles. And there are some free signups there, as well as a lot of content that's um, in the archives. So questions. <laughs>